Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we take a look ahead at the 2024 wide receiver class starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Nate, the college football season is in full swing. The NFL is in full swing. Scouting season's begun for me over here at the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Best in the business, back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. What's up, Nate? Hey, man. Terps are undefeated. Look at you. Going into Ohio State next week, though. So, uh, Go Terps. It not last very long. Well, you never know. They did beat uh, the one game Anthony McFarland ran for like 200-some yards, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's true. That was like um, 2020 or something like that. If it makes you feel any better, Penn State hasn't beat Ohio State in a while either. I do think this is the year that it could happen, though. Um, who's the quarterback there? Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord. Not really uh, much of a connection with some of his receivers, but that could change, especially when you have a guy who many people think is the wide receiver one next year. And that is Marvin Harrison Jr. from The Ohio State University. That felt gross. And per PFF, that's who we're going with our stats. If you're not a PFF subscriber, this is not a commercial. But if you're looking for college stats, they have fantastic college stats. You do have to get the premium subscription. It's worth it because they have stats you can't find anywhere else. So six foot four, 205 pounds. Now, you and Chef don't like these big body wide receivers. Will this hey, not, not me, not yet. Oh, I thought you said you said you don't love me in there. Don't let me in there yet. I said I was starting to have to think about it. All right. So he's currently projected as a first round pick, which would be pick two in the 2024 NFL draft per the NFL mock draft database consensus big board. By the way, NFL mock draft database, one of our sponsors. Go do a draft on there. It is super fun. I've done it a couple times. I actually really enjoy doing it. So go check it out. It's a great tool. Um, I love looking at all the stuff on there. Great website. Let's get into it. Notable stats as a sophomore in 2022, 77 receptions on 118 targets, 1,263 receiving yards, and 14 touchdowns. Yes, he is Marvin Harrison Sutton, in case you're asking. And through four games in 2023, 17 receptions, 32 targets for 336 receiving yards and three touchdowns. He's a different receiver than his father, though. I'm an old man. I got to watch his dad play. His father was a tactician. Marvin Harrison is as well. He's also a mauler because he's massive. But Nate you any likes or dislikes and what are you projecting Matt? yeah i love everything about marvin harrison there really isn't much to dislike he's kind of i've been calling him the Bijan robinson of wide receivers for a while now i like that yeah i mean that's the type of prospect is like you know bulletproof prospect generational whatever term you want to throw around um he he, he fits the bill um ever since we saw him go off against utah albeit very uh a secondary full of backups, but Utah in a bowl game his freshman year, um, six receptions, 71 yards, and three touchdowns. And ever since then, we got excited about him. Like you said, his sophomore stats, just crazy. Uh, this is a guy who has the speed, the route running ability, the physicality. He wins at the catch point, uh, plays above the rim. All You know, those, those cliches of, you know, being able to fight through contact and bring the ball down. Marvin Harrison does that as well as anyone. Um, that contested catchability, and you combine that with the fact that he's got you got this big man creating separation through his route running as well. Um, he just you, there's really not too many wide receivers we've seen like him, and many that we have 
have been all pros, if not Hall of Famers. And it, it's a, it's a quite a bit of expectation to put on a player, but he's got the NFL bloodlines. He's got the pedigree. He's got the production already. There's there's really nothing I can uh, throw against him. I have no dislikes at the moment for Marvin Harrison, aside from the fact that he plays for Ohio State. But you can't hate the guy for that. You want if you're a wide receiver, you want to go to Ohio State. You do. That's their wide receiver. You right now, man. They're putting out insane talent. We're going to talk about his teammate in a minute here. But he just does everything so well. Imagine you get to run routes with Marvin Harrison, you know, when you're not with the team. Like, how, how cool yeah. is that? Well, I mean, maybe it's not as cool for him because that's his dad. And, you know, sometimes doing stuff with your dad, it's like, oh, it's my dad. He's kind of lame. Um, I know my four-year-old says I'm kind of lame, too. She also calls me an old man. Take offense to that. But I love everything that Marvin Harrison does, Marvin Harrison Jr. does. That is, I have no dislikes about him, honestly. From what I've watched so yeah. far, he might be a unicorn here in this draft. If he goes to the Cardinals, which he's projected, are you concerned if they stick with Kyler Murray? Just out of curiosity. You know, I don't think it's going to the Cardinals at this point because I think the Cardinals are going to win too many games. Um, who cool. knows? Maybe he's over there with the New York New York Giants uh, catching passes from Daniel Jones. I Maybe would he's like going to the Carolina Panthers catching passes from Bryce I Young. Know. You know, Marvin Harrison is quarterback proof. This is a guy that's going to come into the league, and before the season even hits, he's going to be a top five dynasty wide receiver. We saw it this year. Bijan was the wide, uh, running back one in Dynasty before he even played a single down. We're going to see that same thing happen with Bijan. He's not going to surpass Justin Jefferson. He's not going to surpass Jamar Chase. And there might be another guy or two that we see at the end of the season that fit that bill, maybe like CeeDee Lamb, guys like that. But Marvin Harrison coming in, you know, going to be like 21, 22 years old with everything coming around, being a top two, three pick. He's going to be a top five Dynasty wide receiver by week one of the next season. What about his teammate? Emeka Agbuka, he's six foot one, two hundred six pounds per PFF. So another guy with really good size. He's currently projected as a first round pick, which is pick seven in this in the twenty twenty four NFL draft per the NFL mock draft database consensus big board. As a sophomore in twenty twenty two, seventy four receptions on one hundred and six targets for one thousand one hundred fifty one yards and ten touchdowns, and through four games this year, nineteen catches on twenty six targets for two hundred sixty three yards and three touchdowns. So the same amount of touchdowns as Marvin Harrison Jr. What do you like? Concerns? Yeah, Egbuka, great route runner. Um, you know, he he really wins around the line of scrimmage and those intermediate routes as well. Um, you know, that's where it really is bread and butter. You know, catching those crossing routes, um, creating separation in short areas. You know, he's so quick. And he has that 206 pounds to him that kind of gives him the ability to be physical after the catch. And that's something that I really like about Ibuka is his yards after catchability. Um, so he's able to create that separation quickly, able to create yards after the catch. Um, he's going to be comped to guys like Debo Samuel. He's going to be comped to some of the other wide receivers we've seen come out of Ohio State, like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Um, he checks a lot of boxes, too, like Marvin Harrison, not quite as big, um, still athletic, still a guy that we see you know, certainly as a first-round pick because Ohio State just keeps pumping him out. Brian Hartline's being a – an incredible wide receivers coach over there and developing these guys. I mean, they're recruiting really well too. So it's not like they're just doing it with like three-star recruits. I mean, they're, they're recruiting five-star talent consistently out there, right. uh, but they are also developing that talent and creating incredible NFL players. Uh, Ibuka is just another one of those guys. And it, it does take, you know, a really good coach like Brian Hartline to do that um, because we've seen guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones, five-star recruit coming out of high school, really didn't do much in Michigan. They weren't able to develop him. Still got into the NFL, 
still was able to develop once again to the NFL. He developed more in the NFL than he ever did in college. Um, you know, so that talent's still there. These guys, they're developed. They're coming into college, ready to play. Um, Ibuka's going to come in, probably be, you know, like a top 20 wide receiver, uh, top 25 wide receiver, because he's going to have the first one draft capital, you know, possibly top 15 pick. We'll see, you know, depending on how he plays inside, outside, how teams view that. But great player. I'm excited to see him for the next year. Yeah, I liked what I saw. I thought he was a little more physical than what I expected him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so 206 of- pounds, man. He's got that thickness to him. Yeah, I guess, you know, maybe I think before I looked up how big he was, I think I just had this this notion in my mind that Marvin Harrison was the big mauler and Egbuka was like the smaller crap. The Garrett guy. Wilson, the Chris Olave. You know, yeah, but that's not the case. They have two really big guys that can kind of just play all over the field, which is a matchup nightmare. And, you know, if Kyle McCord can really build a rapport and hit these guys, I think Ohio State can be a scary team, although I do think yeah. it's Michigan's year to win the Big Ten again. Um, we shall see. J.J. McCarthy looks pretty good. He does. Uh, you know who does not look good? The Iowa offense, of course, because that's what well, they And Kay McNamara is uh, out for the season. Is he? I missed that. What uh, What happened there? You know, I don't even know. Just saw he was out for the season. So, College injuries are a little hard to get sometimes, folks. I don't know why. I didn't investigate. Probably can't find the exact injury, but I'm sure. It'll just I say can like probably find it in real, really, really quick here, Mike. You know, um, now, now, you're making me look look silly. I don't have much to add uh, for Ibuka. I do agree. I think he's a top twenty da- dynasty wide receiver, though. Uh, but you hit the nail on the head. And one torn ACL, just, by the way. Torn ACL. That's uh, does he have another year of eligibility? He played through COVID. Everyone has extra year of eligibility. Oh, that, that is true. Okay. So hopefully he comes back next year. Rest up. And let's talk about Malik Neighbors. Nabbers? Neighbors? I, think I it's call neighbors. him Neighbors. Okay. Yeah. It looks like Nabbers, but it's Neighbors. We're going with that from LSU. LSU also pumping out some really good wide yep. receivers as of late. He's right at six foot, 200 pounds per PFF. And he is also currently projected as a first round pick, pick 13 in the 2024 NFL draft per the NFL mock draft database consensus big board sophomore 2022 72 catches on 100 targets for 1017 receiving yards and three touchdowns through five games in 2023 ladies and gentlemen 40 receptions on 53 targets for 625 receiving receiving yards and five touchdowns there might be people making a case that this guy could be the wide receiver one you're going to get those hot takey people <laughs> I like what I see from league neighbors Nate do you? Are you a fan? Yeah, I like what we're seeing from Malik Neighbors. Um, he's creating plays. LSU, he's doing it down the field. He's doing it um, close to the line of scrimmage. He's really uh, the guy, the guy there. You know, you can see it, 625 receiving yards already and five touchdowns, 40 receptions. Gosh, you know, he, he's he's the wide receiver at LSU. And they have a couple other actually good wide receivers there. So it's not like he's in a room with little to no competition. There's some other guys there that are vying for targets and still – very, very productive, has really taken off this year early and made noise to possibly challenge Igbuka, I think, for that wide receiver two spot because it was pretty locked in coming into the season that Marvin Harrison Jr. is number one. Um, the number two spot was Igbuka, but it was kind of open to discussion if you had a really strong feeling for somebody, but mostly most people had Igbuka there. And then a very large third tier um, with all these next guys we're going to talk about. And so far this season, Malik Neighbors has really – um, vaulted himself into that second tier with Igbuka because of the production that he's shown, because of the versatility that he's shown. You know, he's athletic. 
Um, he can He's physical after the catch. I want to see some more physicality through the catch point. Um, but he's been able to show that at points this season. You know, some of the things I want him to um, expand on. Um, he's shown this season. He's shown that growth into his um, junior year. I expect him to be a first-round pick. I expect him to be a very exciting player, possibly more exciting player for some people than uh, Igbuka. And the guy that I think is going to be a first-round pick in our rookie drafts probably come into the league also as a top 20, 25 wide receiver. It's going to be a good wide receiver class, Mike. You know, I love we're talking about these guys, and there's still a good amount of these guys to come that are projected first-round picks, not just by us in the dynasty community, but by the NFL draft community as well. Yeah, I, I think we're due for a good uh, wide receiver class because last year's wasn't – I just thought it was kind of inconsistent across the board. We obviously had guys going in the first round, but – you know, there was a couple of times where I took Quentin Johnston in the first round. I wasn't really happy about it. But if a guy like Malik Neighbors is falling to me at the 108, 109, I'm going to be thrilled about that as opposed to a guy like Quentin Johnston. Um, I love Malik Neighbors. I just think he glides after the catch. He tracks the ball really, really well. I'm excited about this guy. And yes, he is the smallest of the three wide receivers that we've talked about. But we're talking about six foot, 200 pounds. He's got the size. He could play wherever you put him. I would love to see him go to a team and be lined up in the slot a bunch because I think he can make a lot of things happen. Be dangerous. And I do agree with the top 20 projection too. Um, let's move on to the next one. Hey, you're all sleeping when they're playing. Oregon, Troy Franklin, thought it was Tony Franklin. It wasn't. What's the pointing for? What? Ad read, man. You missed ad read. Damn it, I missed the ad read again. Before we talked about, I was so excited about Troy Franklin. You got to hang out for a second. We'll be right back on the other side to talk about my man, Troy Franklin. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, I'm done being a mess. Now we're going to get into it. Is he looking good? Is Bo Nix making him good? Is he making Bo Nix look good? I don't know. You tell me. He's six foot three, 187 pounds per PFF. He's currently projected as a second round pick, which is pick 45 in the 2024 NFL Draft per the NFL Mock Draft Database Consensus Big Board. Nate is a sophomore, 61 catches on 83 targets for 891 yards and nine touchdowns. And through five games this year, 32 receptions on 42 targets for 535 yards and seven touchdowns. So, again, on pace to have a better year. I do like Bo Nix. I think he's going to be a climber in the draft class as well. Some people say he could be quarterback too. But we'll find out more. I heard that. heard that. Go listen to Debbie Royale. Um, I did hear that. What are you thinking about Troy Franklin? I love Oregon, man. I love Bo Nix. I think he's, uh, he's he was my dark horse first round quarterback. He just made too much sense coming into the season. All he's done is perform. Um, so love that. And he's been throwing the ball to Troy Franklin. You know, six foot three, one eighty seven. One of the question marks coming into the season was Troy Franklin was like a slim reaper, man. One hundred sixty five pounds, one hundred seventy pounds, something like that. Um, his freshman year, bulked up this year, has shown that physicality. And he was physical before. He, you know, he we weren't worried about his physicality. We just worried he's a little small. But we've seen that not be a problem in the NFL, and he balked up. So fulfilled those question marks for me. Love the way he plays, you know, at the catch point. He's a good route runner. He's still learning 
um, and getting better in that realm. And he plays all three levels of the field. I think Troy Franklin's a guy that we're going to see evolve over the next couple months as Oregon gets bigger and bigger in the national media. Uh, Troy Franklin, the wide receiver one for that team. There's going to be some hype around there because Oregon's a really good team. And I think by the end of this, Troy Franklin is probably going to be a first-round wide receiver. Um, if not, one of the first first wide receivers picked in the second round. And I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, we might be picking up at the late first of our rookie drafts. I really like Troy Franklin, the versatility that he shows. Sorry. And I think that, you know, he probably comes into the league. Some people are going to have him as a top 30 wide receiver in Dynasty. Some people who may not be as big of a fan. He might be a bit more controversial, um, less guaranteed maybe. Uh, as some of these other guys, but I believe in the talent. I think he's a top 30 guy coming into the league and it's just going to be a show him and Bo Nix the rest of the year. Great ball tracking with yep. as well as one of the things that stood out to me, uh, but Nate, you hit the nail on the head there for everything. I don't have anything to add. So let's talk about another West coast wide receiver. If you know, Brandon Lejeune, you know, he is a big fan of Roma Dunze from Washington. So Michael Penix, the quarterback there, might be another guy who's uh, rising up boards. So Rome is six foot three, two hundred fifteen pounds per PFF, and he's currently projected as a first-round draft pick, pick twenty-five in the twenty twenty-four NFL Draft per the NFL Mock Draft Database consensus big board. He is a um, special teams contributor too, which NFL teams will like that to move him up a little bit. I know it doesn't matter for fantasy, but that will get these guys drafted. Oh, draft he's going. He had a return touchdown just a couple weeks ago. It, it matters. It can matter for fantasy. Now, I know that that won't matter. Most, you know, a lot of leagues don't do anything point-wise for that, but that will bump up his NFL capital. What's that? He scored a touchdown. But some, I thought some leagues, they still leagues don't. will still give touchdowns. They might not give you the return yardage, but they'll give you a touchdown. Okay. All right. Uh, but that will still affect his draft capital which will affect where you have to draft this player. And as a junior in 2022, 75 catches on 110 targets, 1,145 yards and seven touchdowns through five games so far, 32 catches on 45 targets, 608 yards and four touchdowns, but he's a senior, he's old, so he's no good. <laughs> Kidding. I, I, I love Romo Dunze, and I have um, been really excited about him because he's one of those guys, six foot three, two fifteen, who's physical, big, you know, that outside wide receiver that we were just talking about, you know, are they dying out? Are we seeing less of them? Well, a lot of problem, a lot of the times the problem with the outside wide receivers, they're not as quick, um, you know, not as agile as some of these other guys we're seeing, you know, really make it happen with creating separation right now in the NFL. Uh, Romo Dunze, with that special team's ability, uh, the ability to create yards after the catch, despite him being one of the bigger wide receivers, that's what sets him apart. That's what makes him someone I'm excited about to pick up in the first round. I do think he's a first-round pick. Also, the production, very, very good. I'm not worried that as a senior, he's been productive um, throughout his entire career. Romo Dunze, a guy I'm going to have a lot of share-ups uh, next season because I love his ability at the catch point. I love his ability after the catch. He's growing as a route runner. He's a good route runner right now. Um, that was something that's continued to improve throughout his career. Um Coming in also another guy, I think, top 30, um, maybe even top 25 if he gets the draft capital. As a prospect, Roma Dunze or Quentin Johnston? Roma Dunze. Okay. Roma Dunze or Zay Flowers. Different different. Very styles. different players. Yeah, that one's Hard tough. to compare. Um, 
you, know, you might yeah you know, might ask me later. I mean, I, I I really do like Zay Flowers. I do like Roma Dunze. I probably will have him graded up higher than Zay Flowers, but okay. you know, the I do truly believe the character of Zay Flowers. I was not as caught up on before he got to the Ravens, and learning about his character and his work ethic has really raised him up in my ranks. Okay, um, I don't have anything to add there over Roma Dunze. Uh, just. I love another guy. I love watching this game. Loving these massive wide receivers too. Uh, it's just fun to watch these big guys bully defensive backs around. Let's talk about our last player of the evening or morning, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And that is Keon Coleman from Florida State. Another big dude, six foot four, 215 pounds per PFF. He's currently projected as a first round pick, pick 15 in the 2024 NFL draft per the NFL mock draft database consensus big board. So he is a transfer player and last year at michigan state when he was a sophomore 58 catches on 88 targets for 798 yards and seven touchdowns through four games this year with florida state 17 catches on 29 targets for 256 yards and six touchdowns so another guy who looks like he's going to be having a better season keon coleman Mm -hmm. i've heard some people talking about he could push to be the wide receiver one or wide receiver two how are you feeling about that? There's there's hype. And you know how it is when there's hype, people buy into it. Yeah. Um, Keon Coleman, he's got the talent. Um, you know, I was like when guys transfer up. And in this situation, transferring from Michigan State to Florida State is a transfer up. And he came in there, um, took over the wide receiver one role from Johnny Wilson, um, who is an honorable mention, um, wide receiver to keep an eye on. Johnny Wilson's six foot seven, 240 pounds, kind of that tweener, but Productive, currently wide receiver two on the team. So, yeah. Uh, But Keon Coleman, he's got six touchdowns. The second highest uh, touchdown count of the team receiving-wise is Jaheim Bell, their tight end with two. So Keon Coleman's really been a huge red red zone threat for him. Um, One of my concerns with Keon Coleman is the fact that they have relied so heavily on him in contested catch situations. A little bit is is because of how Jordan Travis plays, um, their quarterback. That's just how they play their offense. Johnny Wilson being six foot seven, Keon Coleman being six foot four. They play the jump ball. It's like watching the Buccaneers with Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans. You know, they're playing the jump ball down the sideline just about every single passing play. And that's not how the NFL plays. And that gives me some wariness with Keon Coleman. I do think the talent's there. He's got a little bit of a basketball background, same way as Drake London, where, you know, he got like five minutes in there um, in the NCAA basketball. But, um, you know, he does show that ability to have great body control, great concentration in the air. He does come down with a lot of those contested catches. But one of my questions outside of that is what does he do um, outside of contested catch situations? Contested catch situations. That's a hard one to say if you say it too many times. Um, we did see earlier in the year, we caught a slant, took it to the house. It was nice to see that yak ability because we didn't really see that while he was at Michigan State. It really was that contested catch. So, I like to see him continue to create yards after the catch. He has not done that consistently. So I'm not quite as high on Keon Coleman as a 15th overall pick in the NFL draft. Um, But I do think he's got some talent. I have him right now as a day two pick, probably an early second round pick. I do still think there's a ton of talent there. Um, I'm not really trying to hate on Keon Coleman at all. I have him in a lot of C2C leagues. I was excited about him transferring over to Florida State. But I don't think he's as all around a good wide receiver. He's still learning the position. Um, He's still growing. He's still developing. He's going to be a little bit of a late bloomer um, compared to some of these other guys we we're talking about. I wouldn't be surprised to see Keon Coleman stay for another year, um, possible, yeah. um, depending on what his draft capital is. If he is a first-round pick, uh, if he looks like a day-two pick, he might stay. Um, 
We'll see what happens. He's got six touchdowns. He's looking pretty good for Florida State right now. Yeah. Another guy, I don't have anything to add there. You hit the nail on the head like you always do. <laughs> I love so, these college guys. Yeah, me too. Scouting is fun. We're going to be doing a lot of it. And, hey, we're going to be talking about guys that don't make it to the main channel, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Nate and I are going to go record a Patreon podcast in a few minutes. So if you're not part of it, come on over, hang out. And if you want to just throw a buck a month at us, you can come hang out in the chat too. That's still a lot of fun. You can DM us anytime. So for Nate, I'm Mike. Thanks again for listening. See you guys next time. Thinking about which rookies to target in your fantasy football draft? Look no further than the NFL Mock Draft Database. We are your home for all things NFL Mock Drafts by sourcing experts and analysts from all over the internet. NFL Mock Draft Database also offers users an ever-changing consensus player rankings to keep you informed on the incoming draft class as you build your dynasty team. Think you have what it takes to be a GM in the NFL? Give our free NFL Mock Draft Simulator a spin, which offers many features such as pick trading, historical draft years, and more. Join us at www.nflmockdraftdatabase.com or follow us on X at underscore mock drafts. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DYNASTYREWIND. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code REWIND. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.